morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Leaders. Welcome back to another Supercoach Leaders podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for another podcast after this week of absolute carnage and disasters for most teams, not all. Um, we do have a third member of the podcast on today, and no, it is not the crowd favourite, Bonfire. It is a much better human being and a much better super coacher. So uh, welcome, Smitty, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. I don't quite have an intro like Bonfire, but I've definitely got big shoes to fill today, I reckon. Uh, just make some Absolutely. kind of weird, stupid noise, and uh, that'll get the job done. So, <laughs> uh, no, welcome, Schmini. It's good to have you on board, mate. Um, Cheers, mate. For those who who haven't listened to a live podcast before, Schmini's uh, featured on quite a few of them, so always gives good feedback. Um, and yeah, we're we're pretty wrapped to have him in in the team today. Um, look, hit us up on Twitter at SC Elites. Um, find us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Supercoach Elites and Facebook as well. It's kind of hard when someone's not segwaying me into where we are uh, located, but look, we'll just work on that next time, eh, Smitty? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, I should have run with the old bumper. <laughs> the fans can hit us up, Corey. Yeah, yeah, you should have oh. given us your best choo-choo as well. We would have been really nice. <laughs> <laughs> not too sick for that, mate. Got nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, tough enough that Bombs is over in Europe losing games. I don't think he'd really be too impressive. People are still on <laughs> the old attitude as well. Um, how did we go on the weekend, boys? Bretta, what uh, did you do? Because you're probably the only one with a decent score. Uh, I think about 2050, 20, and I won my league game and lost every other league. So I think I was slightly under par, but I have no Toby Green, no Buddy. I am holding on to both and just pushing forward, so... Carnage for me, you know, a decent, okay score, I guess. And yeah, Noel, you want to explain to the community the all-time carnage you had, which uh, got me a great win on the weekend. I know, your first one, I think it was your maiden win in our cash league, yeah. That, no thanks to bloody Sicily and Buddy being out and Walters getting injured and Billings being complete trash. Just was, yeah. Never going to happen. To give everyone the rundown, uh, Jolie needed 250 from uh, Fife, Waterman and Walters on the weekend to beat me. And that uh, just come up short. So, unlucky job. Fife and Waterman got like 230 between the water for us. Yeah. I know. I'm sitting there. I was out for dinner at the time. And I'm trying to do the calculations of the game on my phone. And I was, yeah, absolutely crap myself. But uh, thanks for <laughs> the boys. I was at... I was at the G and I checked my phone and then I see uh, old mate Wilbur go, oh, Michael Walters is cooked. And then I've got another mate in a different message in a different group saying, Michael Walters, love heart. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Smitty. Yeah, I like you, mate. Thanks, uh, but look, Thanks, that's honey. the way the the cookie crumbles. The cookie crumbles. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, we both scored just under two thousand as well. I think I was high one nine ninety or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think you were just behind me. So um, terrible week for me. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't pick a rookie if my life depended on it. Good old uh, Caulfield. That was. Uh, that was a really daunting one, so good to see Walters just, you know, match that out for me. 
Smitty, that was uh, pretty nice. But look, let's get into some podcast talk, boys. Um, and we'll start off with uh, Bubble Boys this week. Um, Taylan Duman, the boy from Frio. Very skinny lad. Um, scores of 85 and 53 at 123k. Uh, negative 65 break even. And we've got Tommy Cole down back as well. Um, 170k defender. Negative 64 break even with a 98 and a 67 in his score. So Tommy Cole's got the scores. Man's got the price. If you were downgrading this week, boys, who would you be going to? We'll start with you, brother. Um, it depends on your upgrade for me. So if you <laughs> are going up to someone and you can afford to go to Tom Cole and still get your upgrade, I'd be going Tom Cole. Um, I think his job security is better. I think his output will be better. But if you are really desperate for cash, um, the upgrade's more important than the downgrade. So I'll go down to Man. But I won't be getting either. Joel, uh, Sweeney? Yeah, look, I'm probably inclined to agree with Brett on this one. If you've got cash in the bank, and like like Brett said, if you can still get your upgrade by going to Cole, then yeah, I rate his job security over Dewman as well. I haven't seen a lot of Dewman full stop, but um, yeah, if you can get your upgrade and still have Cole, then it's a win-win, I reckon. I don't mind Dewman's job security here. Um, I think because he's the most recent rookie in that team, we all worry a little bit. But I think they've, they've bled a lot of youth this year, and they're all still sticking around. They're all playing good. Dooman didn't have a bad game on the weekend. He played he played very, very good. Um, Tommy Cole's obviously got that experience and is going to pump out some scores. But I don't think it's just this week we need to figure out. I think you need to have a look at the next couple of weeks. I mean, for me, I've planned out almost three weeks of trades in advance with the money that I've got and the moves that I've made. Um, and I know that I'm planning on upgrade, upgrade, upgrade over the next three weeks and their players like uh, Clary and uh, Crouch when he hits his bottom too. So I think, although I love the idea of um, Tom Cole's scores being a little bit higher, I think that 60k extra is going to help very, very much. And Dooman pumped out an 85 week one. So it's not like we're seeing scores of you know, 50-50, and then we've got to make that big jump down. Um, he's put some a respectable score on the board so far, um, and could potentially do it again, but it's all going to come down to select the selection table. Um, and and that's the be-all and end-all. Ronk with a 91, break-even a negative 111, and Spargo <coughs> with an 81, negative 92. Anyone going early, a week early on these boys, or even considering it? Uh, start with you, Smitty. Yeah, well, like we were saying um, pre-recording, Spargo, I might jump on early because I've still got like Barry, Holman. I might hold Holman, but I'd probably be more inclined to go Spargo early just because he's got that mid-forward swing and I, you know, you're only going to get through one week and hope that he plays in that third round. But um, Ronk, I watched the Sydney-Geelong game and I was hope he's not a flash in the pan. He looks like a good little goer and he... Could stay in the team, obviously, because that had a good win and he played well. So, but I probably won't go early on him just because I feel like Sydney is probably the um, the strongest side out of the two. And yeah, Brett, um, I am going a week early on Spargo. Um, I know we don't sort of uh, encourage people to do it, but I am absolutely doing it. I need to replace a forward because I have Buddy and Green on the bench and Jarvis Langdon did his knee so um, I have to pick one and I think Spargo is the safer option and also he has that mid forward swing which is just essential. I also have Isaac Heaney in the midfield at the moment with a couple inclusions and swings I've done so I need, I need a mid forward really badly um, 
Ronke looked kind of like Tom Papley, similar sort of player. I think well, Papley's probably a little bit better overhead, but that sort of hard little, hard-working, small forward, um, goes 100 miles an hour all the time at the footy. Guy you love to have in your team. Um, but like Joel said, I am worried he might be um, a bit of a flash in the pan and he was in the right place at the right time a few times more often than he usually will be on the weekend, which was... Um, I think he kicked the, the winning goal, you know, the ceiling goal. He had 92 and played fantastic. But Spargo just seemed to be more um, in the game more often. And I think he also has a better chance of holding his spot. I saw everyone saying Petraka might take his spot, but I think he played well enough. You just you can't really drop him from what he did on the weekend. Petraka's not coming back this week either. So you've got mm. you've got um, Hannon. He had more surgery on his finger, yeah. Almost a lock in that team. Um, so we're just in the middle of that. Um, Fritch, Spark. There's a, there's a lot of them, um, those kind of players that could potentially move um, for Petrarca. I'm not grabbing either. The only way I can con- condone going early is if you get, if you've got absolutely nothing else to do and you feel that you have to upgrade. I mean, if you can't move someone down back and you feel like you have to upgrade up forward, that's it. I think that... If this was a couple of weeks ago, everyone would be holding on Spargo and Ronk just for the pure purpose to see what they're going to get the next mm-hmm. week, um, which I think is the more logical and safe option to do and is something that I'll definitely be doing. But that's because I can move with swing um, down back and, and still get Man in there. So it's easy for me... Um, to say that because to get my upgrade, I don't have to go down on, on a week early. I, I don't see Spargo coming out of that team this week. I probably don't see him coming out of that team next week. I think he's done enough this week to get him a couple of weeks in there. Um, and if he can keep going, he can definitely cement himself a spot in that team. He's a good kid. He, he's light on, yeah. um, but he's a, he's a talent. So, yeah. I don't mind it. Um, a very interesting one, boys, that I wanted to talk about was uh, Oscar uh, McKinnery, the boy from <laughs> Brisbane. Who hang on, hang on. Who, who? who? Oscar McKinnery. <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Ma- and Big McInerney, the big O. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> McInerney? Wow, I, I don't wrote, even know how to say it. I wrote that down uh, in- incredibly wrong. <laughs> what is it? McInerney. <laughs> I think it's Mc- McInerney. Yeah, I man. saw you write McInerney yeah. or something in the chat, and I'm like, oh, let yeah, I, I saw the same thing. I just, I just left it like a few <laughs> yeah, times. And I was like, oh, I'll see. I get me up early. <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> McInerney, I think it's that spelled yes. M C I N. I think Mackin. E R N E Y. I think yeah, McInerney. Hang on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm checking know. this out. It is too. It is McInerney. <laughs> I don't know what I've written down on the run sheet here, but uh, yeah, I think Bomfer wrote it down in one yeah, of the chats. Probably. He kept saying McInerney, so you just you don't want to mislead the community here. That's all right. Thanks for throwing me under the bus too, boys. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, McInerney. Um, 54 on the weekend. Now, some reports coming out that. Uh, um, Big Grundy's a little bit stiff. You, buddy, you've thrown me off. You've actually thrown me off my game. Um, <laughs> that Grundy's a little bit uh, sore and hasn't guaranteed he'll be playing this weekend. If someone's running Grundy, is the sideways trade of an Alongo uh, potential? Is there potential oh, to side graze yeah. Alongo to just back oh. some points? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even thought about him as an option, to be honest. 
just looking at his numbers and all that sort of stuff now. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to be uh, in there long, but if it covers you for a week, is it worth it, or do you just take the zero, take the loss and move on? See, the, the problem is he plays is the last game, so it seems like it would be nice, but if you're moving a longo, a longo plays Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So you you got to make up your mind if you really desperately need those points for like three games into the weekend. Um, I think you just... I don't think you do it. I think trades are important, and I don't think the 40 points that... What is it? McKinnery? McInerney? <laughs> there it is. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll take a score. photo, worth it. and I'll post up what I've written down. It is absolutely yeah. filthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just thinking yeah, about it. Oh, with Grundy, it. like, if... It, on the bench, if you don't have a lingo, probably chances are you've got English. So if you've got Grundy and he's not playing, then you don't even need to think about McInerney. But if you do have Grundy and a lingo, you're obviously going to have a donut unless you do that McInerney trade. So is it worth burning one trade to It's all, it's all going to come down that if, I think if Grundy's out early, which I don't think he will be. I anyway. hope he's out. I like, hope he's he'll, out. Need to, he'll need to be announced on Thursday that he's out. Um, yeah, yeah, but oh, I hope Nick that's out, Brett, you cockhead. So shut up. <laughs> Nick that healthy, bro. Nick that play twenty two games, twenty three games. That hey, Nick that's right. Isn't it? Isn't it hilarious that the like um, Optus Stadium is just claiming all these victims around Nick <laughs> that? It's like he's no <laughs> got the worst thing in the business and still <laughs> manages to just be fine. <laughs> oh, well, you've jinxed it now because they're both they're playing there again this weekend, so... Oh, stressful. But, uh, Bloody hell. Yeah, so look, did we come to a consensus that it's probably not worth it? Uh, I'll probably... I don't not worth it. Yeah, okay, beautiful. Uh, let's talk about a couple of these players that are absolutely tearing us up um, and destroying us mentally. Um, Brody Grundy out this week, just hold? Yeah, oh, for sure. Don't, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a quick is he one. um just on Brody Grundy? Is he averaging the highest score second, per game? Second highest. Every second. Gorn's first. Behind Max Gorn. Oh yeah, Gorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, imagine those people at the start of the year that didn't start Max Gorn. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. like old John, John the Essendon supporter. <laughs> didn't start him. Uh, Gorn <laughs> only in sixty-seven percent of teams. That was lower too. That's I can't crazy. believe I had to convince a mate. Like passionately preseason to get Jacobs out and start Gorn instead. Is, it, is that our mate? Yeah, our mate. Shout yeah, out, Nicky Bell Twenty. Crazy, crazy. Um, Buddy Franklin, boys. Oh, what's I... what's the go? I know Joel. You've got him. Um, yeah. Have you got him, Brett? Yeah, I got him. Yeah. Uh, he'll travel. The early report. Well, we didn't really have a crow early. Um, this week, he's been definitely ruled out for the weekend's game. Are you, either of you concerned that this is going to just keep getting dragged out? You go, Bretta. Um Well, the thing is, I have Toby and Buddy, um, so I held. I have held both, and I am just going to continue upgrading. I'll run through my little theory quickly. You got a couple of wins on the board too, though, don't you? I'm three. I'm three and one. Yeah, so I'm sitting at K. And and the thing is with Toby and Buddy is, if I replace Toby Green this week or Buddy this week, I add one Primo. Um, but I could also replace Nick Holman and get a premium. So I figure I'm getting a premium regardless, so I might as well just hold the other primos so one week when they come back, I get two for one or three for one or whatever it is. So I'm going to be holding both. And eventually... 
Crouch next week, I might get Green back. And then the week after, I might bring in Kate Simpson and get Franklin back. And all of a sudden, my team is two premiums ahead because every other team's gone green to, uh, I don't know, who Robbie Gray. And then maybe Franklin to Walters, and Walters is injured. So everybody else is falling behind while I'm just sitting and waiting and progressing forward. So um, I'm holding both. I think one will come back soon. It might be wishful thinking. Um, but I, I, in my head, I've kind of put the fact that Franklin's close green's probably going to be a little bit further away, but then there was also that little article that came out that said Callie Green and Rory Lobb were all close to playing this weekend. So I saw Toby Green. I saw Toby Green. came out yesterday, press conference. That's what I was about to talk about. Uh, I don't expect him to play, but the fact that they're speaking about that he's close. No, didn't even mention Green. Cameron came out yesterday, said Rory Lobb's good chance this week. Callie's chance this week to never say Green's name. Okay. There you yeah. go. I don't know who wrote your article, but uh, it was probably Bob. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Has um, he got green? Uh, no idea. No. Um, <coughs> with that, that was going to be my question, which you already answered. Who do you think is closer to coming back? Uh, so we'll go to you next right. uh Bundy or Green? Between Bundy, Buddy or Green? B- Bundy, Buddy. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually don't know. I, I hope Buddy, but Buddy worries me just because, like. You know, obviously, I know Buddy's a lot fitter and healthier than Rewalt was last year, but I had Rewalt, and I'm just like, oh, his injury will be all right. He'll come good, and that just wrecked my whole season by holding him, and now I just don't want Buddy to turn into, like, a four-weeker or a five-weeker and then, you know, still have him and just be waiting and waiting and having a hope that Fritch or Guelphie get played every week and all this sort of stuff. And, um, Do either of you worry that the fact that they are both powerhouse teams, and while they're winning, they don't actually need to rush these plays back. Yeah, Is I that do. A concern. Yeah. Um, not really sure. I think Buddy. That'd be more of a concern for Buddy, but I feel Buddy is closer. I think GWS's forward line is just completely dysfunctional at the moment, so they'll be getting Green back when they can. All right. Next question: If you're behind, do you move on? If you can't upgrade this week and you're seriously behind, is it worth moving one of them on? Um, if you're behind, you're on Struggle Street, regardless of what you decide to do anyway. But, um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I would. If I was falling well behind or, like, in a, in a league, definitely needed a win and, you know, Buddy was a pod or whatever, then, yeah, I probably would move him to someone else who I'm going to guarantee get points from, probably like a, probably a Heaney who I would be leaning towards. But yeah, if you needed a league win, yeah, I'd be trading. But otherwise, if you can afford to maybe try and get through and you think you still might get a league win by holding and playing a rookie, then yeah, then I'd hold, buddy. Brother? Um, if I didn't have Heaney, I'd be going green to Heaney. Otherwise, I'd be holding. I wouldn't move Franklin. I think I think the league and matchups are too unpredictable sometimes. Um, and if you moved one of these players and then lost still, you'd be so yeah. agitated. Yeah, um, 100%. And if they came back next week. I think the only way I can really condone it is if there's going to be a zero there and there's nothing you can do at all. Um, that's... You know, that's an option. I mean, I went green to grey last week, and I'm huge on not moving primos. Um, but one was to cover a zero, and two, I think Toby Green's injury is going to be a lot worse than what's being reported. Um, I think it is mm. going to be a four to six weaker. Um, but I'm not a journo. I don't have an inside scoop, so don't go off my uh, my voice. <laughs> 
Um, but I don't know. I don't know about everyone else, but my my first point of call. I have an injury to a primo. Is can I rookie loophole? Like, if I know Buddy's not playing this week, obviously, I'll look and go. Okay, can I use Buddy like in a rookie swing? So, like at the moment with my full team, um, I've got Waterman and Fritch on the bench and Buddy on the ground. So, can I loop Waterman into Fritch using Franklin? And then if it's a yes, then I go. Okay, I can just hold, hold because I. The week. I'll get two cracks at trying to replace him with a good score. It was that, and if I can't, then I'll wait up. That Liam Ryan sitch too. Like, I had Liam Ryan for weeks purely on that factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything to add on Buddy or Green? No. Nah. Before nah. we move on and speak Walters, I want to bring up Holman. Because you just said, Brett, that I don't know if you used it as a throwaway line that you're trading Holman. Is this correct? No, I'm trading Holman. Yep. All right, let's get heated. Why? <laughs> um, out of the midfielders I've got, he's the one I'm most comfortable trading. But That's why? as simple as it is. Um, like, which is are, worst, you, uh, are you moving him just purely because he's the only person you can move? No, oh, he's had two thirties in a few he's weeks. Tom Barry hasn't made enough even, money. His break even's thirty five. He's sitting at two hundred and sixty three k. This is a player who yes. scored ninety six and eighty eight. Banfield Barry or Holman? Who would you move? Banfield, Barry, or Holman? Are you, are you you're moving because you need to to downgrade? Correct. Are I you need, need to watch how you laid a little bit. You need to upgrade. That's the yep. only reason you're yep. moving. Yep. What's uh, I don't know Barry. So what's his uh, break even? What's his price? One hundred and seventy. thousand. He's barely moved, and it's not enough. Break cash. even twenty eight. You got Caulfield. I've got Caulfield. Yeah. Why don't you move Caulfield? You reckon move Caulfield? Well. Are they the same price? Or are they, no, I Holman's think, like I think 30K, Holman's like 30k extra. It's just like, yeah. they're my questions. Like, Caulfield's break-even's like 54, I think. Mm-hmm. Or like high 50s. Holman's is 35. My theory behind this, and, and this is my thing, if people weren't being irrational and having to move early, this guy wouldn't be the most traded-out player. 8k people have traded him out. You get a, yeah, free, of them. You get a free hit. At Holman, his break even is thirty. What thirty five? Um, yeah. He hits thirty five. You move him next week. If he hits ninety, you're you are shattered. You are just thinking, <coughs> what a dumb move because there's an extra hundred and fifty k that's going to be made. I just I can see where this is coming from too. Yeah, exactly. This is the um, no, you Nick, Nick Newman last exactly. week. Nick Newman last year. Human. And this is exactly what it is. This is why I haven't been irrational. You know, this is why I still got trades sitting around. Because I'm not jumping the gun on players that aren't ready. His break even's 35. In saying that, too, I'm holding Caulfield this week as well. Um, I've got to move one, and that's why I don't want it. Because I've yeah. had Caulfield for like but two again, weeks, man. But again, the other side of the token for me is it's easier for me, too. Because I have Stephenson and Yaya, who are both ready to go. So, you know, yeah, you're I, comfy. I can make that move, and I can just sit there. But I was stunned when I seen this many people training out Holman. Like, stunned. Last time he dropped buddy a score of 30, he came out with 88 the week after. And just, like, these are scores. 82, um, let me get rid of everything, 92, 96. Like, he's got it in his system. He can do it. Last week he tried to run with Rory Laird and it didn't work. There's all chance that he'll be straight back in the guts and tackling and, 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 yeah. and hugging again. Bond. If he comes out with 90, 90... You, you're just going to look back at it and just think, shit, that was a dumb move. It's a free hit. That's just my point. 
However, I, I get what you're saying. You feel that the upgrade is more important, and I almost tend to agree with you here. I have to move. And he's the passenger that has to go. This one, so. so I think the common theme with Holman, I think the common theme with Holman is that when he scored his two poor scores of 30-odd, Gold Coast have been smashed both times, and it's both, and they've both been interstate games, one at Adelaide, one in Perth against West Coast and Adelaide. Gold Coast have been pumped, and, yeah, he's scored his two worst scores for the season that are actually right near his break-even of this week. And now this week he's playing on a dry deck at Etihad against the Bulldogs. You know, chances are they're not going to be getting pumped, so it's not going to be, you know, a team effort of them all lowering their colours. And I think he can comfortably get his 35, and I don't think it's an issue. So I'm going to hold him. The one he goes to Bond. The one worry that I do have with Holman, just before we uh, speak of that, is the fact that Barlow came in. Um, but it was kind of Barlow in, Aaron Hall sitting in the twos. There's a chance Holman could get dropped this week too. So, you know, touch True. wood. But I'm, uh, I'm, look, I'm going early, and that's just my opinion. Um, goes to Bond. Uh, yeah, there, there's a very good chance he does, because we watched what a star Bond and Pally can do. Um, last weekend, I think him and McRae were probably the best on ground, um, most yeah. influential in that game. I know a lot of Carlton fans are going to disagree with that, but <laughs> just because you're in the guts getting contested ball, if you're not uh, not being influential with it, then I don't think you deserve best on ground. I think sometimes stats are a little bit overrated um, with Cripper's game, but it was absolutely amazing. But I just think that uh, Bont and McRae were the most damaging there. Um, and I, th- I think Gold Coast are a chance in this game. And I think they know if they take Bonson Pally out of this game, it'll, it'll work in favour for him. So we might see the tackle machine back with Holman. Boys, anything else you want to touch on that? Because I was pretty adamant on it. <laughs> no, well, I was considering trading him. I think you've swung me now to maybe keep yeah. him. I just think that people Twilight are just podcast. getting sucked in weekly to, mm. to, to invested in the weak scores. I mean, yeah. I held, held to you last week, and I'm going to hold him again. Well, oh. get off that train. But what <laughs> what do I do? Move him for... He's made 11k, Anybody. and then and downgrade him for 60. I'll just hold yeah. him until he gets dropped, and if he gets dropped, I'll use him as a loop until I need to, to move him. Like, the game is about cash generation, and the guy's still there. I know he's not making a lot of money, but his break-even again is like 30. So... he's... Yeah, well, he deserved, probably shouldn't be playing in AFL, to be honest, but they're keeping him in there, and we'll see what he does. But that's just my point. Like, move the pieces when they're ready to be moved. Um, I think sometimes, too, people get a a bit sucked into, they see someone on the bubble coming through and go, I need to get this guy just because I need to make cash, when they've still got guys in their team who can still make money, maybe not to the extent of, you know, like the really one, like the ones with the really low break even still are going to pump out like a 60k price yeah. rise this week like they might have someone already in their team who's due for a 20 or 30,000 dollar rise but they just think I need to get this dude in so I'm just going to trade him anyway the per- the perfect part with this too especially with Nick Holman the free hit that you've got this week is next week Holman if if Holman dominates then you hold him if he goes and scores 35 again next week you've got Spargo there like, yeah. it's just, 
I don't know. Like, you go that week early, Spargo scores, hey, 80, you're wrapped, you get it right. But if you go the week early and Spargo's dropped next week, then you're so annoyed with what you've done. Um, but True. that's just where we're at. Um, Brett will still trade Holman this week. So, <laughs> regardless. Um, Walters. And we'll, we'll go straight to you, Smitty. What's your Walters plan? <sighs> I, I don't know. I was hoping. Uh, I knew I was being hopeful when, um, yeah, when Ross Lyon was talking about. You know, I just watched the press conference when he was like, "Oh, you know, if it, we had a grade two uh, PCL or whatever it was with uh, Stefan Gyro, and he was six weeks. We, you know, if this is a one week, uh, one sorry, a grade one might be four, but if it's a half grade, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, keep downgrading it, Ross. You know, maybe one two weeks, but. No, no, he's done with the for the four. I've got cash, so I can pretty much have anyone I want, but I'm just not sure who I want. Have you had a look at anyone yet? Uh, main, mainly Heaney and Gray, but I don't. I, I kind of want to steer away from them, for, only because they're at their peak price. And but I don't really know. Like they're at their peak price for a reason, but I feel like there's options. I've looked at David Mundy. He's actually been one yeah. who I've watched. Like all year, I know a mate who started with him, and he's got like a hundred and four average, and yeah. he's only in three percent of teams. So I've considered him as a pod, but I don't know. That's going to make me nervous every week when I've got David Mundy against you know someone else. Bonfers, mate. hoping that yeah, Bonfers be yeah, on him early. Um, so I don't know. Not sure yet. Yeah, Bretta, what's uh, <laughs> if you had Mundy, what'd be your Mundy plan? A Monday Walters. plan, I'd probably uh, hold Walters, Monday because he's been pretty good this year. It's too early for me. I can't do these early morning podcasts anymore. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, I honestly would be holding until Buddy came back. Or I'd be getting... Yeah, because I don't want to get Robbie Gray before he's by. Um, that's... I know he's been fantastic and it might end up just being silly, but I'm going to hold off and do that later. So... Um, Top, let's have a look at the top forwards. So, if you haven't got Heaney, you just go to Heaney. If you haven't got... Oh, who else is healthy right now? McLean. Yeah, I like Toby McLean. Yeah, he's a sick pick. I remember when I said I said a few weeks ago I was going to try and get him as my F. Just have him as that emergency for my midfield and my forward line for the back end of the year. But the guy looks good enough to be like an F4 or an F5 at the moment. He's doing absolutely he's killing it. Uh, another real one that I like if you don't have him is Sicily, who I think everyone forgets because he's... Always out, but 400, <laughs> 4, 430. He's top six. Yeah, I've Back. still got, I've already got Cecil. Yeah, so, yeah. The other one, what do you boys think of, like, and I'm not going to say, like, I like the look of Luke Bruce, he's been good, like, Sam Menegola's been getting around, but what do you guys think of Blake Akers? I'm bullish on the kid, I like him as a player, and his super coach prospects this year haven't been too bad, and he's averaging 101 off. He's played every game mid forward, and he's averaging 101. Uh, I can't believe I'm. Sorry. I didn't know he had the forward line swing. And it's uh, a bit tough, but I probably want to see a little bit more. I didn't know he had the forward line swing. That's coming off, coming yeah. off 70 as well. 76. Yeah, se- yeah. 76 yeah, coming off his 70 this year. He's still got 101 average. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like yes. he's, he's coming. I'll. I want to see a little bit more. Or I can pick him up. Balancing, balancing out. Yeah. Do you think he's top six? I think he's uh, close. Yeah, it's hard to say because of the injuries and stuff. So, uh, I don't really I know. Who, would you, who would you have then? You'd have Buddy, Heaney, McLean, uh, top Gray. Top six. Right now, yeah. Uh, Heaney, I think, Buddy, I think Heaney and Gray. Gray are so far ahead of the rest of them at the moment. It's not a joke. It's one and two. Um, Buddy, and it's just Heaney, a Gray, Buddy. Back. 
Buddy when he's back. I think Green when he's fit. Um, yeah, true. So McLean. that's four. McLean five. And be... well, if we're counting Sis Sicily. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I but think... I feel like Acres isn't going to get rubbed out. So yeah, and look, I I like the Acres pick. Um, it's just I want to wait a little bit more. They got a lot of similar type of players. He's running around getting a lot of balls. He looks good. Um, pushes yeah. it a bit, but yeah. Uh, I just want to see a little bit more. What about yeah, Hogan? Not now, but what about Jesse Hogan? He's went off as a precautionary in the weekend after scoring 36. Is he the real deal? Because he's touching the ball 20 times every week, kicking two goals. We said we said we'd thinking he's it's not sustainable, and first week after we look a little bit better from it from the 30, but he did get hurt. So yeah. um, if he goes 120, 120 next two weeks and still drops price, like you probably look at that. Yeah, well, he's got a break even of 154, so. I think he's probably ninth or tenth out of the Ford, so. Yeah. Um, I'm just, just trying to... Speaking of break Dev, even... Smitty, Dev Smith as well. Just before we keep going, Smitty, you probably deserve a little bit more credit. Uh, this is the man who creates the weekly uh, break even sheet that gets uh, put up on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> so, um, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, this is Smitty. Um, Dev, do you think Cheers, Dev can mate. finish top six? He just keeps doing it weekly. Yeah. Mm, I think he can. It's every 94 now, so yeah. he'll be thereabouts. I think he's healthy and he's putting out decent scores every week. That's Even right. if he finishes 7th or 8th, I really love the pig. i got so many players that are all similar. Yeah. Four ones are disaster right now. Uh, West off. Oh, I was going to talk about him West anyway, off. but uh, do you think he can maintain this? Because I seriously don't. Because uh, once Paddy Ryder's back, I think he's uh, yeah, he's going back to that forward yeah. backswing. Agreed. Yeah, we had this. Yeah, we had this conversation earlier in the week, and it was pretty much a consensus that when he when Ryder comes back, he averages eighty. It was so, so. funny because for some stupid reason, I thought Ryder was out for a lot longer than what he was. Season. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, West off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'd and really I'm be like, due, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, it's like two weeks or three weeks or something. And then uh, yeah, as soon yeah. as they said that, I'm just like, yeah, now nah, forget about it. I'm not picking this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but good on you, buddy. If you did back yourself yeah. into pick him after Ryder went down, you would have. Made a bit of cash and got. Oh, I had him in. I had him in my draft league and traded him to my good friend Shane Warren. Four. <laughs> Are you cutting out that Brady? You just want to tell us who you traded him for? Yeah, again? Jack Billings, mate. Yeah, Jack Billings. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Shane, for ripping me off. Love beautiful work. segue. What are you doing with Billings, boys? Right up. Hold, holding until it comes right. I'm going down with this sinking ship. I don't care. To, I'm all give in. Me, give me your uh, formula about upgrading rookies again, just one more time before there's a reason why you don't trade Billings. Um, so, uh, so the one with how, why I hold the... Oh, yeah. So basically, if Billings comes right and I keep upgrading a rookie, I still get a premium each week where I could go Billings to a premium. Um, so best case scenario, Billings turns the corner and I upgrade my rookie to a premium. Worst case scenario, I trade Billings and Billings goes nuts, and then I'm uh, Billings um, starts firing again, and then I wasted a trade, and I'm a rookie behind, a rookie upgrade behind. So basically, keep upgrading and hope for the best. And if it gets to the back end of the season, when Billings becomes my weakest link on field, if that's still happening, then I trade Jack Billings. And as bad as he's playing, too, he's still probably outscoring rookies, not on the weekend. Yeah, but... he's averaging seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, is it just getting beyond the joke playing this kid in the forward line now? Yeah, they just absolutely. have to get him in the yep. guts. Yeah, that's what no, no, annoys me the doing. most about it. Just how you hear St Kilda pumping him up as his talent, and he's going to play more midfield minutes. And then you watch him on the weekend, and or you know all season, and they're struggling. 
and he's, he's just class. And they're just putting him in the pocket or playing him on a flank, and he's getting 15 touches. And it doesn't help that his goal kicking's been inaccurate. That's and, the problem. Is he just can't. He, he, as soon as he's in front of goal, it's like he gets the yips. He's giving the ball around the ground. He hits targets. Yeah. But they play it's every so position, man. They're all over the place. Thank you. I don't know what they're doing. He, like, he was literally drafted purely off his um, ability of using the ball. He's drafted pick The guy's three. like yeah. Zach Merritt. Yeah. He should be played like Zach Merritt's played. That uh, elite ball user around the ground just hitting every target, all the tricky targets. Instead, you're sticking him in a forward pocket and he's getting just yeah. no service from anyone because Akers can't kick. He's the perfect guy. Like yeah. you just said about Merritt, he's that perfect guy to take that 45-degree inboard kick from the halfback flank back to the Absolutely. middle, you know? He's got that, he's got that in him, like... Um, and I know you boys know, but, you know, I did stats for the Chargers in 2011 when he was playing there. And the role he's playing at St. Kilda now is exactly the same as he was playing in the under-18s. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's a top he's a top five pick. I know he's pick three, but, yeah, top five. And you just would have thought that by this point in his career that he would have made that move to being a more permanent mid, as good as he is he's, around goal. But... He's played one game in the midfield this year, like mostly midfield. He scored 139. Like... Yeah, exactly. The fact that sticking him in the pocket and barely using him is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it feels like such a waste. That was when I went and I had to look for his scores the other day. When I seen that one thirty nine, I was just like, yeah, this is what this man. I wouldn't. Love. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he requested a trade. End of year. The thing with St Kilda buddies, you look at them. You look at their midfield, and it's Dunstan. It's um, <clears throat> Sebrowski. Whoever else. And they can't really play that role that Billings is playing forward. Like, Dunstan's not really a half-forward type. Like, could go there if you needed him to, but Billings is the more natural forward. Yep. They're playing Sinclair in the forward line. The guy's a beast wing, like, just runs forever, and they're playing him in the forward line. Like, it's not just Billings they're playing out of position. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know what's going on down at St. Kilda. <clears throat> Sometimes you can only do with what you've got, though, and if, if he's their best forward option, then that's where they've got to put him if, yeah, but you think about it like this, like, if, you know, Jack McRae is your best forward option, you're still going to play him in the midfield because he's your best midfield option too. Like, yeah. Tom Mitchell yeah, is your best forward option, you're still going to play him in the midfield. Like, that sort of idea where Billings yeah, but the, is the best player. He should be playing where he should be playing. I know, but the point I'm making is that even though he's could be one of their best midfielders, they don't, like, one of their other better midfielders don't have that same capacity to play in the forward line as Billings does. So it's almost like, well, if we put Billings forward, that means we have to play Seb Ross forward or something like that. And Change. they'd probably rather play Change Ross mid. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just frustrating. Yeah. I don't envy good. Alan Richardson. Anyway. Nah, neither do I. Uh, Riley Bonner, time to go. Oh, it was last week. <laughs> to go. I never, I never went, so I'm quite glad I didn't. Neither did I. Is that yeah. the worst trade this season for those who went Norton to Bonner? I didn't go Norton to Bonner. For I those went. who did, is that the oh, yeah, absolutely. trade that as that's a killer could be made this season? Well, Norton, so Norton at two eighty two k right now. Bonner at three sixteen. Norton break even twenty seven. Bonner seventy. I'll tell you, how about I got, I got a I got a trade to match it. I got a trade to match it. My old man went Billings to uh, Franklin, and then Franklin to Walters. <laughs> 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 <Killing it. laughs> 
Um, yeah, struggles. Jaeger time. Jaeger's got to go too for those who have him, like I do. And like I said before, it was easy for me when I talk about my trades that I'm looking at. Um, it's uh, Jaeger and uh, Stephenson out, rookie, and a shitload of cash and an extra primo in there too. I was Jaeger still top six scorer. Yeah, definitely. Ah, yeah. Top six cash cows. <laughs> nah, look, it it done a great job for me. Um, you know. Got what the cash I needed. Was there? Can't complain. Getting me a primo. So yeah, yeah. you do complain though. Pounds. You're very upset. You're very upset about it though. I'm not. Ah, uh, uh, you are. Cripper. I can tell you. I can quote it's you. Crip, yeah, he's the one. Eight. Isn't it? Crips and possibly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about now, Bretta. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just started my season with Crips and Canelio and setting Kelly and Nagel would be alright. Which I had for so long. Kill it, kill Is Crips top eight? Possibly. Yeah, potential. I'm so spewing I didn't start with him because I was so bullish on him and I had him all the way in and then I'm like, oh, I could get Josh Kelly. So I went Josh Kelly, didn't I? Yeah, same. I went even worse. I went, um, I went Hibbard because I liked the idea of free <clears> defenders. <throat> Instead of Crips, so yeah, genius. <laughs> Half my Crips smart, hate purely smart, just um, coincides from me not starting with the start of the year after having it. Yeah. Um, Merritt McRae, this is my question. Is Merritt top eight? Can Merritt finish top eight? At 5.06, do you make the move on him? Smitty. Top, <clears throat> sorry, top eight in terms of averages? Yeah, well, look, average or can he from here on in can he be top eight? From here on in, yeah. Um, yeah, I, no, I'm not really sure. That's a I haven't really thought about him. Just so you know, the rundown <laughs> about this podcast yeah. works, Smitty. I sit on the fence. You don't get on the fence. And Bonds is a flog. Yeah, I've heard plenty so of So when you're sitting too. in the Bonds chair, you got to be a flog, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, give me one sec, boys. I'm just going to head off for a sec. I'll be back. No worries. I'm reckon Merritt from here could be top eight. I don't. I think when you look at the list at the end of the season, you look at everyone's averages. Um, it'll say Merritt will finish like ten to fifteen, but then you're not bringing him in from the start of the season. So, yeah. You're bringing him now, unless yeah. you you don't know how to pick a team and you start with too much value at five oh six to miss out on. Um. Well, I have to say no because I am going to be missing out on him. I I like other players. So I, uh, I guess bottom line is I don't want him. Um, so I don't believe he's going to be top eight from here on in, my, even though he's 506,000. My theory behind it is now is don't. You know, I'm just not picking small midfielders who can get tagged. Blokes that get tagged. Yep. yep. And uh, that's my worry is he can seriously get tagged out of the game. But then the next question is how many teams tag? Like, honestly... North and enough, enough to Rio? enough to kill him four times a season. Four times a season, probably. He's very tagged. I'm passing because I'd prefer Oliver and Crouch over the next two. So that's why I'm passing. Yep, exactly the same for me. And I think that's what it comes down to. Um, right now, if you go Oliver, uh, so hypothetically, you got Merritt at his price. I'm McRae at 100k cheap, uh, more expensive. Who'd you go this week? Merritt or McRae? McRae. Me McRae. too. Me too. Um, I know a lot of teams are using this to bring in Dangerfield this week. They're looking at, so I think the three that people are considering, like not everyone's considering this three, but a Danger Oliver Merritt. If you could go and get one, the first one, who are you? You, are you bringing in? Ah, uh, so if you Oliver. had your three, two, one. Um, so Dangerfield Oliver Merritt. Merritt. 
still going Dangerfield. And I can't. I reckon if you gave me a couple different names there, I would have changed it. Um, What's Dangerfield's break even? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could you, if I could go Dangerfield now. I don't think he's fit. Um, he's not. Yeah, and I think he's cooked, and the body's not in great nick, which is killing me to say. So I'd still probably go pick him because I've got the bias. But Oliver, I'm taking Oliver ahead of Merritt. Merritt would be last on my list. Same. And I think, look, I wouldn't even mind taking the risk on Clary this week. I don't think Dangerfield's, actually, no, Dangerfield's break even might be back right up there. Hang on, let me uh, quickly look. Uh, I'm back, by the uh, way. It's not massive. What is it? Um, I think it was about 150, so, like, yeah. it's achievable. But, yeah, well, yeah, well, if his break even is probably around the same as Oliver. What is he, 609 now? Yeah, yeah, about that. He yeah. dropped a fair bit. Yeah, I'd probably go. But look, I don't mind just still holding off. If you hold off this one, what, what difference does it make? Um, he doesn't look right either. He just wasn't attacking the ball on the weekend. So we talk in danger. Yeah, until yeah. I seen him yeah. back to his best, I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't really be moving heaven and earth to go pick him up. So well, Brady, Chris, three, two, one. Oh yeah, yeah. So this go ahead with it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Scott was on three sixty, and he was talking about danger being a bit underdone, and he reckons he reckons Joel Selwood's a bit underdone too. So I think Joel uh, Selwood's a bit underdone every year. Yeah. <laughs> The guy doesn't but no, he was talking about what you boys were saying, and that he was a yeah, he's not at his peak. So the thing about this, Dangerfield struggling, yeah, absolutely struggling. He's averaging 112. Yeah, that's yeah. This is a scary part. Like all these people are, that are coming out and saying, you know, the Dangerfield plan, like you know, sucked in, blah blah blah, didn't start Dangerfield. Well, if you didn't start Dangerfield, who were you starting? Like unless you went McRae or Oliver, you're you're no further ahead than anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, he's only he's, expected to drop 16k this week. He's 640. If you start, yeah, he's still going to be 630,000. Yeah, what are you 100? And you're only 100k up at the moment. Like, what'd you do? Start you, like if you started Cali, you're super behind. If you started like in in Merit. law with without Dangerfield, Merritt, you're behind. Um, the only way you win this is if you went Crips instead. But then you're <laughs> yeah, probably starting you went, Crips anyway. Yeah. And, like, yeah, don't tell me you started Crips instead of Dangerfield because you probably started, you know, one of the other premiums yeah. in there too. So. You weren't weighing up Danger versus yeah. Crips. Yeah, it would have been Danger versus Martin, one of the top-end talents. So, 100%. yeah, you're not super far in front. You're not behind, but you're not super far in front. Um, yeah, I, I'm still taking that 111 average throughout the year. It's, it's been pretty handy. Um, yeah, like, sure. I haven't... We just judge him so hard because we're used to so many of those huge scores. Like, what's his lowest score? 94 this week. There you go. He's only been under 100 once. Yeah. Yeah. Still Dangerfield. Still great. We're just used to 140s. That's the only problem. Um, Touch on some around the grounds. Uh, Charlie Constable, 28 uh, disposals and 7 tackles for the the Cats 2s. I don't think he's too far away from getting a game. He's uh, dominating every single week. Uh, Timmy Smith from um, Melbourne, 25 disposals and 12 tackles in that game as well. I think he's going to be a bit of a jet too, so um, pretty excited about that. Paul Ahern had another 22. Uh, Me and Smitty were talking about this off air. 18 of them were handballs though, but I think Ahern's going to get a gig soon. I think the worry though is North are playing pretty well, so... It's going to be tougher than he thinks to get back in that team. Well, I was going to make a counter-argument to that. North have got a pretty tough four next uh, next four games. I'm pretty sure they play <coughs> GWS. Sydney this week in Sydney. <coughs> Sorry, uh, pardon me. Rich, yeah. uh, Richmond, I think. 
So you reckon that maybe just keep him in the twos, get a bit of confidence up, and then bring him back in when the fifth <clears> starts? Yeah, more just that if the wheels start to fall off North Melbourne, then he's going to be a lock to get a game. Yeah. So they've got a tough just, four, so we'll see. Yeah, they can just do us a favour and just hold off a little bit, though. Uh, that'll be pretty handy because <laughs> yeah. we've got some options, uh, plenty at yep. the moment. Um, Darcy Cameron, this is the one that we were talking about before. Two goals, one, 24 disposals, 11 marks, nine tackles. If you're not probably going to bring him in against any team, it'd probably be North Melbourne. Um, it, look, imagine Grundy goes out and one of those people who started Cameron gets Cameron in. That'd be pretty oh, handy. But I, don't yeah, think, awesome. I don't think Cameron's coming in. Um, not why uh, big... Uh, Sinclair's dominating the ruck battles, so they're pretty handy. And Will Brody, one goal, one, 25 disposals, five tackles. I don't think he was too far away from birth um, in saying that Aaron Hall also dominated in that, dominated in that game too. Um, we're ready for some fan questions. Yes, Always. Uh, let's start with our Twitter best week. Uh, best week, started reading the thing. Uh, Twitter oh. first. Uh, oh. Benny Osman, best trading option for Walters. Go one name, boys. Heaney. Yeah, agree. Um, Duman versus Cole? Uh, Situational based on what you're upgrading. Yeah, yeah, what we said earlier about premium upgrades. I'm going, uh, I'm going, uh, Duman. Um, Nathan, Nathan82001387. Uh, time to bring in the bond for his current price. His score are serviceable, only two below 100, or take Oliver this week. Um, Bont at five forty four, boys. What do we think? I pref- I prefer Oliver. Yeah, I'm Oliver. I'm Oliver too. I think Bont's nice, but um, I I trust other players around him. I think Oliver more. too, and I know this is crazy, but I want to see Bont stuck in that guts for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because um, right now I'm still probably taking McRae over Bont too. If you if you picked him at the start of the season, you'd still be pretty happy with the oh, pick, be but. Ripped. Yeah, like, yeah, especially right. after seeing what he'd done. And that was the first game where he just went and, and just stayed in the midfield. Um, mm-hmm. And when that happens for a, a good length or period of time, the man's going to be scary. Um, so I don't mind actually taking the risk now if you really want to and going bont now. Um, he's at a great price. And then just hoping yeah. that he, he can continue um, to stay in the guts. I think... I think one of the vital ones would be... I haven't watched too many uh, beverage press conferences. This is where Bonds is good, especially post-match. Um, and, and we'll try and follow it this week and to see if we can get a bit of a niggling out of beverage where um, Bonds and Pally is going to play. So if we can get something, we'll get it up on our wall um, and let you guys know about it. So that'll be a good one. Um, at Lincoln Beggs... Uh, uh, sorry, Lincoln Beggs. At Crips tonight has Bonds for Cursed Jack Billings. Yeah, someone if, has. Yeah, if, bon, yeah, bon if something comes out of bon <laughs> it's all Bonfer's fault. Like, yeah, don't do it. Uh, Peter Legato at Peter Legato have Holman and Rayner uh, both peaked. Um, <laughs> can we get Bonfer live on the potty from overseas <laughs> at SC Elites? Um, no, he doesn't wake up, Pete. That's the big problem. <laughs> I uh, love sleep, so there's a big issue there. Um, Holman hasn't peaked. We're touching that one week. Rayner, what's Rayner's break even? Oh, 61. 61. Man, I, I, I want to give the biggest clap clap to people who held Rainer because dead set. He's made 90k. So <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Well, he went up 1,000 his first uh, week up. But he went from 200 to $200. Is it $200 system or is that gone? What did nah, he score last week? 97 has gone. 60 and 52 back-to-back weeks. Uh, yeah, it's probably time. 
Could you hold hey, him? Well, one, could you hold him one more week and then go Spargo next week? Who are they playing? Good. Ah, Collingwood. Oh, I don't know. Nah, probably. Yeah, he, I had him in my midfield right now. I tried him. One to move. He could definitely be one to move, and you could use him to get the upgrade because it's only two hundred k. So if you got the downgrade. Pretty sure. Else. Pretty yeah. sure Rainer's break even after round two was sixty one, and if you held him then, well, yeah, there you go. Sixty one now. Yeah, it was. He made he scored sixty three and he scored two hundred he made two hundred dollars that week so yeah. <laughs> good, uh, pro- good price increase two hundred yeah he could cash cow um, Abel Grant uh, at irrepressible Abel this guy's the best names um, Abel yeah uh, Malera just shunning his second game of the new halfback role uh, Crows uh, um, have a lovely runner I uh, have a lovely run sorry thoughts on good swap for Walters and a cash grab maybe a decent F six. Don't like it. Um, he's only played one game where he scored like well enough to be a hold. Like, these are his scores, 74, 29, 69, 79, 116. It just screams Riley Bonner-esque type numbers. Um, yeah. Don't, don't, you break even of 11, I don't know, that looks nice, but you're not picking him as a cash cow, you're picking him as a premium at this stage, probably. Yep. So, yeah, big no. Outside of Heaney, Gray, and McLean, who are the best forward options? Mundy, V. Smith, V. Deledio, and then someone else commented, Meningol, la 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 la. Um, and that's from Aiden Amenta. Uh, Meningol or Amori, because Ablett has. There's news he might return this week. Um, so mm. I won't be picking Meningol until I can see he can function in a midfield with Dangerfield, Selwood, Duncan. Um, Ablett, Kelly, I think they're all in the midfield ahead of him in that one week. They didn't have him. I think he scored back-to-back 50s or the two weeks he didn't play. So, Minigola, don't touch for that reason just yet. Um, I like Dev Smith. I think he's consistent, and I think he's a lock to play midfield minutes, and he's healthy. Um, but, yeah, you, you rattled off the three that were probably far and away ahead in terms of health and output right now. Sis, I know you guys like Sis. Yeah, Sis, and I, I don't want to lead you the way he's playing at the moment. Um, he's a bit of a smoky. But yeah, is the Deledio role change imminent when Kelly's back as well? Or is that just going to stay? Is it, though? Because he's dominating. He's absolutely dominating. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. But when you bring in a class guy like Josh Kelly and someone's got to move... But you wouldn't think it would be... Or? I don't know. I think Shield goes to half-forward. I know he's been playing more midfield lately yeah, and he's played half-forward all season. I think... I actually, yeah, think I think they'll just rotate Shield and Lids. But the thing with Lids is he's he can play anywhere. Like yeah, his last three games, back, you can he'll go for and kick a goal, and then he'll come back into the midfield and star. So um, Toby Green out of the team at the moment too. I, I don't mind it. Any can any way we can see him finishing top six. No, nah, not if he personally. doesn't stop from here, but no, uh, not quite. One fifteen, one fifty three, one eleven in his last three games. Crazy. That's, that's not crazy. that's not a flash in the pan. That's serious nah. numbers from just remember a couple of years back, he was the legitimate top six forward. Uh, like yeah. top yeah, from, forward. Like from two thousand and nine onwards he never averaged under a hundred. Two thousand nine, so he had seven straight years over a hundred until two thousand and sixteen where he got hurt, he averaged ninety five. Seriously underrated like, career. Beast. Yeah. yeah, beast. Good uh, number one pick. Roy uh, Hudson at Roy uh, Hudson underscore Roy. What are you guys doing about the buys? Do we need to start planning now if we haven't already? I think that we are in uh, a bit of a weird situation this year where we... I don't really think we have the luxury to, to be planning around buys because we're going to have a lot of rookies that didn't actually get to the buy round to be ready 
to trade or or move or anything. Um, in your mind, I think you have to have a little bit of a plan. Like for me, I don't have Yo or Simo, so I'm waiting until that first buy round's done, and I'm probably going to double upgrade coming out of that out of that week. So. Yeah. I'll get Simpson week two. Yeah, don't sacrifice your team right now and say, hey, I'm going to wait on this guy or I'm not going to pick um, Dangerfield because he's got that last buy. Or, or, or you know, I think we've all spoken about this before. I'm not too sure how you go with Smitty. It's, we're basically going with a plan, mm. all right, let's win two, lose one. If you take yeah. two out of three, you're happy. Yeah. Pre- pre-season, <coughs> I don't really think about buys too much. Um, but as it obviously gets closer, I start thinking about it. But yeah, my mentality too is to try and get two league wins out of the three. But and then obviously, like you just said, you have to have some sort of a plan. And generally, my plan is to bring in a, pr- a premium who has a buy first, and then for the second and third buy, you know, you're up a premium or two. So that's probably what I'll be aiming to do. I don't exactly even know who's got the first buy. But um, I will be aiming to bring in, probably do a double upgrade. I've been trying to hold my trades. I've still got 25, so hopefully can just build up some cash and just go hard with trades over there and get premiums in who I know are not going to be missing the second or third week. Or, you know, if I bring a premium in from someone who's had a buy in the second week and I know they're guaranteed for the third, that's generally the aim, I think. Um, Troy Danaher, at at Troy Danaher, is Christensen cooked and should be considered an upgrade? I think it's time to move Christensen. Wow, well, um, pretty well against Collingwood too. So he's just played pretty well generally all year. What's he made? He hasn't really yeah. made much cash. Oh, nah, he made a hundred grand. He's got a couple of low scores though now. Fifty-four and seventy-four. Yeah. His break-even is eighty-seven. He's called moving. Yeah, I think it's time to go. I think Christensen was one of those picks that we were always mighty hopeful that if you were picking him, that somehow he could go back to those top six numbers. Um, but if not, you weren't disappointed because he could just become a cash cow. So He did okay. Yeah. He did okay yeah. for people who picked Yeah, like he would have got you a couple of wins. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah. Time to go. One is Parker a viable option under 490. I don't like anyone in those. Cinemas. Nah, not anymore. Nah, not top eight, not close. Bonfer was wrong again. <laughs> he can't defend himself, so it's great to be able to take digs and even knock it yelled at. I could. I just had the picture in my head of how's it wrong. Tell me how it's wrong. Tell me how it's wrong. He's one one forty nine, one hundred four. I've got seventy one twenty. The guy's playing the guts. He's the best player. I had a risk. Oh, we'll miss you, boss. Yeah, 83, 94, 75, 79. I don't. I'm so happy he's gone. I'm miserable <laughs> when he gets Steven at Stevie underscore George. Um, one. How many sh- trades should we have left at this point of the season? Two, how much of a war chest should we have built up? Um, trade is an trades. interesting question. 30 trades, um, 30 wins. It's a-, a good one. <laughs> uh, I don't mind. Look, ideally, if you're above the 22 mark after this week, you're probably in a great position. But even if you're under that, it's still not a bad thing because you've... We've had a lot of things that you have to correct, um, but you still have to make money, etc. So it just depends where your team's at. I mean, being down on trades isn't ideal, but if you've made the right moves, you're going to be in a better position longer term. So don't yeah, get sucked exactly. too much into trades. War chest is going to change between everyone. If you've got the rookies right, you're going to have more. I mean, you know... Week to week, yeah. yeah. Ideally, ideally, and, and this is what I love about you, Brett, you've always got a fat stack of cash just sitting yeah. there just in case you ever need to use it. I love having over 200K sitting there on a weekly basis, even after I've done my one up, one down, one up, one down, one up, one down, just in case you ever need to use that to go to a serious option. 
with me bringing in Clayton Oliver, upgrading this week, I still got 240,000 yeah, sitting there. See, so. that's the same. Me, I'll be going um, McLean. Like, if I go McLean and one down, I'm still going to have 245. Next week, yep. I'll go Greg Clary. I'll still have over 200. And the week after, I'll go yep. get Crouch, and I'll still have over 200. So it's just... I love that idea of having that money. Because if you do use all your cash to upgrade, um, I think the buys is kind of the best time to do that. But if you do use all your cash to upgrade, what you find is if the week after, if someone is absolutely on the bubble, like like Crouch, for instance, if you use all your cash between this week and next week, if Crouch is ready, you could potentially miss that because mm. you use too much cash. And I mean, if his break even drops down to like 80 and then he drops down 150, 160, that's a 60K rise. And, and yeah, you're missing that there. So, uh, Smitty, anything to add on that? Um, nah, nah, I'm all over it with you boys, I reckon. Um, I reckon, I reckon just to quickly answer his question a little bit more, like, efficiently, so you can just look at it, I'd say, um, look at your primos, look at your trades, you should have about 14 premiums in your squad, and about 22 trades left, I think that's about par for the course right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there should be, like, well, yeah, obviously there's going to be a par that we all kind of go, yeah, you should be around here, but like you said, Corey, like... If you've made the right trades and you've got less than what is considered par, then you're not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily behind the eight ball just because you have less trades. You know, if you're if you're pumping out massive scores and you're yeah, you top pieces. top one thousand and you know whatever and it's all happening for you and you've got less trades than what most people consider par level, then so be it. That's probably a good oh, if you're playing, to if you're playing for overall, you should be yeah. about eighteen or nineteen trades, yeah. Because yeah. you you should have gone hard to fix everything that you've got there, or go harder on players to upgrade quicker. So if you're playing for overall, you would have used more trades. If you're playing for league, I think that's where the precaution of holding trades comes in. Um, and that's why I haven't gone irrational. That's why Joel's still got twenty five, and um, Brett's got uh, eighteen, I think. 21, okay. after this week's trades. Yes. 21. Um, <coughs> seeing as uh, Lockie Campbell, seeing as they will have a lot of rookie options next week, is it wise to bring one or two of the... Is it wise, sorry, to bring one or two of them in this week to avoid missing out? Um, well, I can't say no because I'm bringing in Spargo to do exactly that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm making the same move, so I've probably got the same answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. So, but I don't mind it this week. Uh, Jab and Dart, hey, should I go Richards to Cripps and Murray to Sisley or go Zorko to Cripps, Billings to Heaney and next week go Murray to Craig Simpson? I think I like the first Zorko one. Zorko out. Zorko yeah. out. Yeah, sorry. I do like Zorko out because he's killing you. He's it too late now? though? Because he's, he's at low 400s, I think. He's four hundred and thirty thousand. I don't even reckon you trade that. With a with a break even of one hundred and seventy two oh and a projected drop of another forty two k. So he's going right. to be yeah, maybe. Maybe. Watch him score one sixty against the Pies. Well, look, this is the other thing. Like, <laughs> you can hold him now because you've absolutely lost all value on him. Yeah, you, you literally could hold him and just keep running it and hope he turns the gauntlet and at the end of the season put him as a bloody M11. Um, but Look at these numbers. 32, 105, 92, 82, 37, 46. He hasn't even tunned up. Wow. Once. Uh, once. Remember he had that season? He started with 12 straight tons or whatever it was. Yeah, he's on edge at the moment too. Like yeah, players, players are getting to him. He's losing his marbles. Um... Richard de Cripps, Murray to Sicily. 
Oh, Zorko to correct. I think you got to correct Zorko. Yeah, correct Zorko. He's bleeding points. And Zorko yeah. to Crips is almost a hundred point turnaround. That's even that's point. even more the point. It's not even about the cash anymore. It's that he's just bleeding you points. Yeah. You've got Zorko in there starting your year as one of your guys who you're expecting a hundred plus from every week. And he's not even getting close. But I don't... Like, I'd probably hold Billings. I'd probably fix up and grab Heaney somewhere else if you can. You know, yeah, even Zorko to Heaney. <laughs> Zorko to Sis and um, if you can, someone up. Or Zorko to um, Heaney and then Sis somewhere along that line. I don't mind that because they're both... I mean, Heaney's a little bit more expensive, but Sis is a little bit lower. Yeah, figure something out. I think Zorka has to go. Um, yep. Some guy, how much is it to fix a smash phone? Um, Yom <laughs> time to go uh, straight up to Dangerfield or something not right. We've already kind of touched on that. Something's not right. Um, yeah. Hi, guys. Got Bonner and Billing. Sort DPP can swing two primos as a mid-forward and the best options already have Titch, Fife, Dusty, Cog. McRae, Oliver, Heaney, and Sicily. I think we've kind of wow. touched on that. Um, yeah. Oliver. Uh, he's already got Oliver. Um, man, that's a good midfield. That's a bloody Merit. good midfield. Um, yeah, well, Merritt's there. I don't think Billings needs to go, though. Um, oh, is he got, how many midfields has he got? Danger? Six. So, no, Danger, Titch, no, no, Dusty. Titch, Fife, Dusty, uh, Cogs, McRae, Oliver. That's a bloody good midfield. Oh, that's, that's a situation. You just go Danger, then. Yeah. That's the one where you go get danger. Yeah, you take the one, 105, 110 till he's healthy, you get 140. Uh, Banfield and Buddy with 240k in the bank for Zerit and Westoff. I don't think Westoff, but I don't mind Zerit. Um, when would you Good consider culling one of uh, Finlayson, Murray, or Dodie, and which one first? Is Jeremy Howe the real deal? I think it's um, if you had to come well of... Uh, answer those ones first, and then I'll bring up the other ones. So to basically, when one of them is your weakest rookie link on field, and yeah, that's basically how I look at it. Unless it's a, your weakest link is a Guelphie or someone like that or a Fridge, then you don't because they're flying and they're going to make a lot more money. So when they're your weakest link financially and with output, that's when you move them. Yeah, I just don't feel the need to move any of them at the moment. No, I'm not moving any for a little bit. Like two, Finlayson and Dodie are averaging eighty-seven each. Like, what yeah. more do you want? How how could be top six because that defense is a cluster F right now. So uh, Croden or uh, Banf- Croden Banfield or Holman out. Who would you move? Croden Banfield or Holman? Croden. I don't have I don't have Croden, so I don't know how he's tracking. Neither do I. So probably Croden. Um, quickly checking, he is only two hundred twenty one thousand, and he's gone fifty and forty in the last two weeks. And at twenty eight. I probably wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be moving any of them. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. move any. But if I had two crowd, um, <clears throat> my whole <laughs> mentality has changed. I'm holding Holman all of a sudden. This is out of my mind. Uh, is it Stephenson's <laughs> time to go? Yes, absolutely, yes. I think so, too. I don't think I'm going. Uh, Clint Fairweather, love the show, especially when Bomfrey's copying it. I just wanted to read that part. He also asked about Grant Franklin, but we've already uh, answered that. Fozzie Wolf was Billings dropped on his head at birth. Man, there's some hate for Billings out there. Scotty Warwick, Jack McRae, only in 5% of teams. Thoughts on him and his run pre-buys? I don't mind. Absolute oh, gun. Absolute gun. I'll just leave it for Brett because he just yeah. dreams Well, I went, I went to bat for Jack McRae in the preseason. Every time I said his name, I um, got yeah, cold stuff by certain people. 
Not you also laughed, Corey. You also laughed. I got oh, him. Go. I started with him. You did not start with Jack McRae. You'll never have Jack McRae. I was huge oh, on him. No, I said I every. Boy. I could have Jack McRae. Don't say that because he's bloody good. You yeah. were huge on everyone, but everyone was your boy preseason. You got that Me right. You got that right, and you didn't start with him. So you're an idiot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you stalked <laughs> me out of it. You don't. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't pick me. Him. I don't pick your team. Back uh, yourself, actually, mate. Back it actually made me sick. I went Titch and Dusty just quickly, and Danger just instead. Just quickly. So. Yeah, questions are done. What about Trelaw at the moment? He's like absolutely it. dominating. Like it. He's our best. He's Collingwood's best player. Whew, just let one slip. I'm a Collingwood supporter. My bad. But Trelaw's uh, Collingwood's best player. That's it for the questions. Just want to shout out to a couple of the people in our groups, in our, uh, our, our big Supercoach Elites group. Um, Dazzler sitting first. His name's Darren, obviously. Uh, 38th overall. Uh, Jimbo Sadot's team name, 41st overall, that's Jim. Um, and Hart's so good. Charles, he's sitting 60th. So they're front runners for our T-shirts at the moment. Um, good stuff. Vice-captain and Left captain ads. options this week, boys. Dangerfield or Titch, for now. Oh, uh, or Titch into Gorn, one of those combinations. Yeah, I've gone Danger into Gorn at the moment, but maybe Titch into Gorn, we'll see. Yeah, and I'm very much the same. Um, probably Probably Titch into yeah, into someone. Who do Freo have? Freo play Richmond at the MCG on Sunday at one ten. Rick goes to Fife every year and doesn't really do much. Yeah. Like Fife still kills him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, probably takes the field into Titch. Does anyone see Laird against Carlton at Adelaide Oval as an option? Possibly. Probably yeah. scores 120, 130. But I like, only like, when do they play? Because I only like Laird as a VC. Saturday night. Saturday night. night. Yeah, Saturday night. So after I let go. You have to go lead into Gorn. And you find a way to loophole, so probably not. And uh, in our elites versus the limo boys versus the world, uh, exoticlimo.com.au, uh, I'm sitting 13th. Brady, you're sitting 8th. Uh, where's Bonf? I can't find his name. Oh, he's sitting a nice 16th. Oh, Bonf's got a win in that league. Good on you, Bonf. Unbelievable. <laughs> Done. All right. Well, done, well I think that's all we have time for today, boys. Um, Schmitty, thanks for popping in and covering. Thanks for having me. You'll, uh, thanks for putting up with my croaky voice. <laughs> potentially <laughs> be back next week as long as you're available. Uh, Bretta, yep. love your work as always. Um, peace out, community. Thanks for listening. Adios.